0: We, we got more pillows up here than people. I might just nod off if I do. Just, you know. Yeah. All right, so here's the deal. What are we doing here this morning? What we're doing this morning is celebrating not just 25 years of our past, but 25 years of our future and beyond. What you're looking at is the future leadership, the, the, the next generation, not me and Mark and all of us old timers. <laughs> but what you're looking at is the next generation of Grace Chapel leaders. And so we wanted to introduce them to you this morning. We wanna celebrate what God's done, what they're doing now. I want you to know them. I want you to understand what their heart and their passions are. Uh, so that you can pray for him, love him, and support him uh, in the future, so that's what we're gonna do. This, this is the message. It is celebrating what God has done in and through the lives of these men as they've submitted themselves to him. Now, it would be wrong of me to to sit up here and um, pretend that I'm the only one who's, who's poured into your lives, and so, uh, Bill Spencer, I wanna recognize and honor you for the work that you've done in all of these men's lives. God bless you, Bill. Thank you, friend. Thank you. Pastor Dave Buring. Dave, I know you're in the house somewhere. Where are you at? Would you stand up real quick so we can see you? You were here. Are you eating breakfast somewhere, huh? Oh, he's teaching steps classes. Well, he gets a pass. Well, can we tell Dave Buring? Pastor Dave, thank you. Amen. So, um, plenty have poured into these guys, and we're grateful for that. Jake Spencer. We're going to start with Pastor Jake Spencer from Grace Chapel, Knoxville. Can we tell him welcome this morning? Amen. So, Jake, would you start? Just, just talk about yourself for a minute here.
1: Who, who I mean, just for a it's little my bit. my favorite topic. That's right,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can we talk about me first? No, yeah, go ahead. yeah, yeah.
1: Um, well, hey, Grace Chapel family. It's really good to be home with you guys. Um, I'm Pastor Jake Spencer, as Pastor Steve said. My wife Amy is here. A few of my kids are in the room. We have six children, now ages eight through 16. Wow. Ashley's 16, so I think my knee started hurting just saying that, getting <laughs> old. Um, but we are, we're currently living in Knoxville and pastoring Grace Chapel, Knoxville. Um, we ha- we've, I've been around Grace Chapel since 1999. Was when I first came in the door. So about with 20 mom years and dad. Now, with Bob mom. and Diane
0: are here this morning. Can yeah. you stand up real quick, I y'all? Stand up? Yeah, the former directors of Josiah's House in the Dominican Republic. We love you guys. That's
1: right. Um, so yeah, am I talking about how I got here, or what am I?
0: Yeah. So so you you showed up at and yeah. you, you were how old? Twenty years ago. Nineteen. I was
1: nineteen, years, I was 19 yeah. years old. Walked in the doors, and I have to say, for me. You know, I grew up in church, but I had, I had been years of not really walking in real relationship with the Lord. And so at 19, I was at a place in my life going, God, are you real or not? Like, I don't wanna settle for just casual Christianity, go through the motions. Mm. Like, if, I'm, if this is what my life's gonna be founded upon, I gotta know if you're real or not. And at that crucial moment in my life, I walked in the doors of Grace Chapel Hillsboro Elementary School.
0: In the cafeteria, I think Cafeteria still.
1: briefly, and yeah. then the gym pretty quickly after. Yeah. And it was like home, and I'd never been anywhere like it. Mm. And that's the only way I could describe it. And there was, there's Jonathan and Allison leading worship like they mean it, mm. with passion and purpose. Mm. Pastor Steve is preaching the Word of God like it's actually the Word of God. Um, valuing it with conviction and preaching like Jesus was real mm-hmm. and God became very, very real in my life and so I've been forever changed by that and many other things yeah. along, along the way.
0: You, you worked your way up too and we'll talk about it later but I mean, you, you've volunteered in everything and youth leader and just shh, all the way up until we sent you out know, three that's and right. a half years ago. Yeah, that's or right. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah, three and a half years.
0: Okay, who's gonna go next? Brian, you're next on the... I think on the list, aren't you, in terms of seniority up here?
2: I think so. I think so. Yeah. I think so.
0: Pastor Brian Ray.
2: Hey. um, (laughs) I'm Brian Ray. Um, My wife and my twin boys are in Mexico watching. I think they're watching right now this morning. So, um, (laughs) hey. And and there's a one group down there. There's young adults. Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. So that's that's who I am and my history here with Grace Chapel. Started with these two guys. Started with these two guys, sorry. Um, I passed through the same stuff. At 19, I was where you were, is this real? Grew up in the church at 21, 22. I come home from college, my my cousin invites me to go to the lake, Wes Collins and and Brandon Kennedy. I go to the lake with them and expecting a fun time. We had fun. (laughs) But these guys, Jake was there. I meet Jake and his wife, Amy, and these guys are having a Bible study on the pontoon boat. Like that, I see. Not the fun you were hoping for. Not the fun I was expecting. I mean, I'm watching them load the boat, and it's like,
1: all right, well, we'll have fun. That's awesome. All that Uh, just. We brought our Bible. We brought something that started with a B. What did you bring, (laughs) Brian?
0: That started with a B? That started with a B.
1: Started with a B. That's awesome.
2: My parents start going to the same church, I'm I mean, <laughs> let's, let's, let's get off of let's keep Re- this story redirect. going. Redirect. <laughs> <laughs> redirect. Right. But it is, I did, I did. I saw that change in my cousin and was just like, what is going on? And he told me, I'm going to this church that meets in a school out in Leapers Fork. And I'm like, okay, I've seen this on TV, this is, <laughs> this is what you call a cult. Well then my parents start going. and I come home a few months later and I, and I come and I'm like now it's me, the, the college guy that's bringing the other B word to, 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 to the lake. And it's, it's like I go and I walk in and it's like, yep, my suspicions are confirmed. There's music that I've never heard growing up in the church I grew up in. And there's people with their hands in there and there's people swaying back in all, all kinds. Of, and it's like, yep, and then you got up. That really
0: confirmed it? No,
2: it didn't. (laughs) No. This man of God gets up there and speaks the word with conviction and full of the Holy Spirit. And it absolutely caught me off guard and caught my heart. And thank you. Thank you for dedicating your life to that. I think Rob's
0: next on the totem pole. Sure. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So we're we you know we're singing this song about you know thinking of uh, and even praying about thinking of your life before Jesus, and I'm just sitting down there thinking, man, before I met Bill and Stacy Spencer, before Grace Chapel became my home, before I met Steve, like I'm I'm shooting heroin, like I'm sticking needles in my veins and I'm shooting poison into my bloodstream and I'm on the fast track to death or prison. And I'm watching these two people that have peace and joy and hope and are showing enormous love and grace to me and love and grace to complete strangers and, and I'm just, there's something about them and I, I wanna know what it is. And so, you know, 2004, um, uh, I think I had just turned 20, and I looked at him and said, all right, I, I, whatever it is that you have, I'm in, I want it. And, and my life was changed forever. I'll never forget the first time we walked into, so this building, I think, was just built. Yeah. So we came here probably spring of 2004. So we'd been here one year then. Okay, one year. Yeah. And walked through those doors back there, and I, I, I don't even know if I talked to anybody, but I just, as soon as we walked in the door, I just felt like this was home. And it was the home that I'd always wanted but never had. Um, and Steve got up and, and, and preached, and I think you had mentioned something about you know, something to do with drugs back in your history or whatever. And I'm like, all right. I, I'm there's like a, that there's guy. a theme up
0: here, isn't there? Yeah.
3: But let me just say, I'm very leery of a pastor
0: who's never done drugs or been arrested. So, I mean, with, with the exception of Jake Spencer, you're looking at some formerly shady people up here.
1: I think I got a parking ticket a while ago. But did you pay it? Yeah, it doesn't count that.
3: <laughs> so this, this, became, this became my first church home and, uh, and it just felt like my people. So that was spring 2004. First time walking
0: through the door here. Mm-hmm. 15 years later. Yeah. Wow, yeah. wow, wow.
4: Pastor Ian. Yep. Thank you guys. I paid them, so that was good. Um, <laughs> So I got here uh, about eight days after I um, got out of jail. I showed up at Narrowgate. Yes! So, <laughs> so I made the cut up here, so that's good. <sighs> but, uh, but ended up showing up at Narrowgate and, and had this desire for change. I had watched um, a lot of what I didn't wanna be the last few months of my life just just spiraling out of control and they started talking about the love of this God and, and who he was and what he was like, and I had no idea. I grew up in a Christian school and it was just nothing like I had heard. And, and I ended up walking in those doors and, and seeing the love of God on display uh, in, in a community and it just blew my mind. And then I remember showing up that Sunday morning, I think it was, it was Easter Sunday, 2008, and right here I walked up and I gave my life to Jesus uh, on this altar. And so my first experience with Grace Chapel was, was getting saved here and seeing the love of God on display through a community of like-minded believers and then coming to a church where God was on display and it was just no questions asked for me. And so, um, you know, we've been talking about for the last week, kinda just think about stories. Who, you know, What has Grace yeah. Chapel been? Um, and it's, I just leaned over to Jake and I go, I, I, how do we do this? Because it's like asking me what, what home was like as a kid. Like this is my family. This is where I was born and raised. Yeah.
0: yeah. So mm. uh, memories. Jake, back to you. Yeah. Funny, serious. Okay. Well, first well, I, of all, I don't like the tone on that right there. <laughs> there.
1: I got the funny ones. Um, I, one kind of random one. You guys, um, little known fact: y'all are sitting in my first office at Grace Chapel. When I came on staff full time, I shared an office when I was part time for a while with Jonathan over at the original Grace house, going through leaper's fork and so I came on staff full time in the fall of two thousand six, and I think the last bit of building was being done for like the fellowship on. I was going to have an office down there, but it wasn't done yet so Pastor Jonathan, where are you're sitting? I used to sit right there, and that was my little office for you know, a month or so. And every now and then, people would walk by and see that the sanctuary lights were on in the middle of the week and they'd turn the lights off. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to yell, I'm in here, I'm in here. <laughs> so I've almost broken my neck a couple times going down the stairs to get over to the light. Um, yeah, yeah, that was probably Jay watching the light bill. It was totally, <laughs> yeah, Jay, totally yeah. Jay,
0: yeah. Totally Jay, yeah. He locked up about it.
1: Yeah, but... No, I think for me, I mean, there's so many stories to tell, but some of the things that really stand out for me, I mean, it's in our name and all, but grace was shown to me so many times here. Um, There were times when I needed it because of just my own bad decisions and mistakes, and I I was shown grace and love along the way, hard seasons that I was in, and so I'm grateful for that. Um, I'm grateful for truth and love. I mean, I, I don't think this will surprise you guys. You get that from the pulpit every Sunday morning. But it's not just something that's declared publicly, it's like individually. I can remember finishing a sermon you know, here in, in the pulpit, and everybody's telling me how great it was. And I'm knowing, like, man, I struggled with that a little bit, and that, that wasn't really quite right. And I, I mean this as a compliment. Pastor Steve coming and sitting with me and going, hey, what'd you think about that sermon? here's what I thought about it. <laughs> and, but the deal is like, he, I knew he loved me and I knew the reason that he was coaching me through that was for my benefit. And so there was truth and love that helped me grow. Mm. And so I'm, I'm grateful for that kind of corrective love. So like, those are some things that really stand out to me big time. So thank you.
0: Um me a the mood a little bit.
1: Was that a little too heavy? It was a little heavy right yeah.
0: there. I mean, I'm, I'm grateful.
1: Well, I mean, you know, we could transition to somebody else talking. So maybe, Brian, should we, t- we tell our Rob story? And then maybe we could let some oh, things pass yeah. over to Rob.
0: Uh, I'm sitting back now.
1: So uh, no. several of us spent time doing youth ministry together. And so one of Rob's probably last youth ministry experiences before he moved to Washington was coming on a youth retreat to Gatlinburg. <laughs> That did it for me. Yeah, actually, this might be my fault that you left and went to Washington. <laughs> so, me and Brian are in a cabin with a bunch of a bunch of young young guys. Uh, Cody Berger was a part of that. Cody, is Cody in the room this morning?
0: He's D- coming. No doubt, my boy.
1: Okay. Anyway, a few other ones. So, they've got this slingshot that shoots water balloons, and so Rob is in a nearby cabin with some other middle school boys, and so our boys start shooting water balloons at 10, 11 o'clock at night at their house. And then they realize, there's a window open on the top floor. And all of a sudden, Brian and I hear the shout, through the window.
2: (laughs) They call in the shot. So Rob, why don't
1: you take it from there? When the water balloon went through the window, what did you experience?
3: I'm not sure what to say right now. <laughs> so I'm, I'm exhausted, we've been with the kids all day, I'm ready to go to bed, and it's like my window's open, the screen is there, and the, the water balloons are hitting the screen, and water is going everywhere. And I, I had just like literally just laid down in bed. And the emotions, that I experienced in that moment. So, I don't know, I I, th- I think I put on clothes, I was so mad I don't even remember. <laughs> so I come marching down the street and I sneak up behind these guys and I, uh, my choice of words, um, probably not, age
2: appropriate they were not sanctified
3: yeah they were not they were unsanctified i lost my christian charity there for a moment <clears throat> colorful language Co- yes colorful very colorful language mm-hmm. and apparently i didn't realize this but jake and brian were sort of behind the whole thing they when i come around the corner they dive behind the couch <laughs> so that i don't see them and know that they're in on it so i just think it's the kids i'm furious And then Jake's laugh gave it away. (laughs) Yeah, so then Jake starts laughing. And I knew he was involved. That was my last youth retreat. It
2: was. Yes. Uh, That's my last memory of you before you left. But it was a good one.
3: That's a good one. That's a good one one to end on. It was. Um,
2: to, To kind of finish my, just my progression. How I got here, how I got here. Couple months later, three months later, I found myself in a lot of trouble at Auburn. Um, Had my prodigal moment and came to my senses. And Steve reached out to me. I I think I'd maybe met him once, but reached out to me and called this broken college guy in a lot of trouble. Called me on the phone and said, hey man, I'll come down there. I'll come to Auburn, I'll drive five hours, come down there and see you. the love that God showed me through him and through a lot of people here, through Ryan clients, through Jay, through several people here. It was amazing, it was amazing. To, to, that was the first time in my life I'd seen a man who loved God and was willing to let God work through him in whatever situation. So um, that's how I got here. Started coming to church, got plugged in, started working with the youth a little bit. Um, ended up going to, going to Mexico. I went to Mexico on like an extended mission trip. Um, Grace Chapel funded me. I think I, I think I can claim that. I was the first Grace Chapel missionary like, sent out from here. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think so, so like me and, me and my cousin, two other guys, went for like a six month period. Um, I ended up staying, I ended up staying four years and got, got married and, um, to my wife down there and, and then God brought us back here. We had our full life planned out We were gonna be the directors of an orphanage. um, Had our full life planned out, and my my sons were born. Our twin boys were born really, really prematurely. A lot of you guys in this family know that. He prayed through that with us, and God brought us back here, miraculously brought us back here. This family surrounded us with prayer in a huge time of need, and one of the hardest times of my life. Um,
0: How big were the boys when they were born?
2: They were a pound five ounces and a pound eight ounces. Uh, there were 25 weeks, 25-weekers. 25 um, and I just thank God for that. I had several men. I've had you, I had Jake, I had several men in this church walk that out with me. I had seen their character and I had seen their commitment to the Lord and commitment to their faith in the Lord and in his word. And that's the th- That's what got me through that life, that part of my life. How was example.
0: How much Spanish did you speak when you went to Mexico, I spoke zero Spanish (laughs) when I went to Mexico. Taco Bell was the extent of it? Yeah,
2: taco, taco, (laughs) the only Spanish word I knew. How do you do it now? I'm fluent. You're fluent? I'm absolutely fluent. You're preaching in Spanish? I'm preaching in Spanish every single week and I absolutely, it's it's the gift of the Holy Spirit, the gift of time. That's that's it, that's the only way I can explain it. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Is that it? I I mean, God brought me back here. God let me, allowed me to be raised up. God and his unbelievable sovereignty. And my life is a result of my mother's Mm -hmm. prayers. Mothers in this room. Mothers in this room. My mom prayed for me. I could talk for days, but my mom prayed for me. And my life is a result of those prayers. God's faithfulness and God's plan for my life, but also him answering her prayers. Amen. And God brought me back here and allowed me in his sovereignty to be raised up under Mark and under Steve and under Jake and under Jonathan and several other, all these pastors, preparing me for what was next, preparing me for what I'm doing now. Yeah. God is faithful and so full of mercy.
0: When you, when you were in trouble in Auburn, did you ever think you were going to be a, a, a pastor in Mexico
2: speak, speaking Spanish? Literally? Never, never. And none of my friends can believe it. I, I didn't get on Facebook for a long time because I needed to just isolate myself from a lot of friends. Now that people are seeing me on Facebook, it's like, you got to be kidding me. There's no way that's the same guy. Ian, what
4: do you got? Man... Um, I guess in just these moments, it's like I've been, I've, I'm, uh, I'm a goofy guy. I like to laugh and cut up, but it's like it's all that's coming is just the, the history of what God's done here. And, um, you know, we could, I think back on youth trips, it's like we've done youth forever, and, um, and it was life changing. But, um, you know, I got, got saved here, I got baptized over there, um, I baptized my wife over there, I baptized my daughter in the creek. I cut my teeth on teaching down these halls. First time I ever preached a sermon was on this pulpit. Um, it's like the list just goes on and on and on of, of what God has done here and, and the community that God has built. And, and in the worst days of my life, uh, my wife and I and, and, our, and our son's most tragic moments, the first guy at the hospital was Mark Bright. Oh, and um, on the phone was him with Steve and, and talking about how they can help me. And because of because of what I watched you go through, I knew how to respond to the desperate moments. Yep. And so um, it wasn't hard or unfamiliar to cry out to God in, in a desperate moment and go, I got nothing. And, um, and so when I say family, I don't mean like a work family, I mean like, this is family mm-hmm. to me. Um, Mark Bright is forever family to me, and and what they've done for me, and and him telling me like, Ian, you gotta eat eat food right now, and you gotta drink, and you gotta you know." It's like yeah. my life has changed because of these guys. You know, when I when I met Jesus, I. Uh, I, get, I meet Jesus here, I fall in love with him. Narrowgate's teaching me how to, how to be a man of God, and I go, I wanna do ministry. They go, you gotta find somebody. And I go, I'll never forget sitting in Jake's office when it was across from the current middle school room and going, hey dude, I think I wanna do ministry or something, and he's like, well, why don't you just come hang out in my office every week or so and let's see what happens, and then he gave me a platform to talk to our middle schoolers over time, and Rob coached me on my first message in the middle school room and went, it needs to be longer than five minutes. So, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So And the middle schoolers were going, No, 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 it no it's good, it's it good, yeah. It's the economy of words. Uh, but but yeah, it's just this place has just transformed me. I mean now to be able to look back and go, you know, Jonathan and Mark and Steve are my old college buddies now. Um, it's like my whole life's been formed here um, through the power of Jesus.
3: Yeah. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I'll never forget the first, uh, the first classroom setting I was in with Steve and a handful of very recently ex-druggies. Um, we, we sat in the class and passed out uh, these, these binders, and on the, the cover of the binder, in big, bold letters, it says, the Bible for dummies. <laughs> that was my first discipleship experience. <laughs> it worked. It worked. <laughs> it worked. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and we, we spent, you know, we spent a good chunk of time. Uh, I mean, we would come, we, you know, every week and Steve would meet with us and teach us and show us the ropes and, and, uh, and give us a good foundation, uh, for our faith and really, just, I mean, I, I didn't know at the time, I didn't know the difference that there, there was a difference between the Old Testament and New Testament. It, took, it would take me 10 minutes to find a certain book of the Bible. Mm-hmm. I had to go to the table of contents and look it up, you know. And Steve was just showing us the ropes and, and helping us learn and grow. And that, that was the beginning of, um, of my discipleship process here. And then what was so great was just opportunity after opportunity to step into something that was foreign and uncomfortable and unfamiliar and to have a safe community to fail. Mm -hmm. To to step out and try something and and know that at the end of the day, it's okay. There's a safety net of family underneath you that loves you and accepts you. And it just, I, I think for all of us, uh, up here, Grace Chapel has been a training ground for, for all of us um, in, a, in a variety of different ways, um, but that's, what, that's where it started for me. Mm-hmm. Um, preached for the first time in the junior high room, was leading worship with high schoolers, high schoolers and middle schoolers, which was absolutely terrifying. <laughs> um, but it, it was stretching and challenging and growing in, in all the right ways, all the ways it needed to be. Yeah, Jake. What are you doing now?
1: Um, Unless you were going to go go back, yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like I've done a lot of comic relief up to this point, but um, (laughs) I I just wanted to share. Like one of the most defining moments of my life was being a 20 year old kid. I was it was probably six months after a a mission trip to Uganda with Pastor Steve and a team of guys. Really meaningful trip. And when I came back from that trip, I just wanted to be around you as much as I could. And you carved out time for me, and we were meeting pretty. Pretty regularly, and I remember about six months into that, I'm this 20-year-old kid, and sitting in your office, and you look at me and go, "What would you think about teaching the middle school Sunday school class?" I'm just like, "If you think I can do it, I'll try." Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I didn't have this like voice from heaven that said, "Go be a pastor." Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a pastor who looked at me and yep. said, "Will you take this opportunity?" Yeah, and. You know, I think about grace, a lot of times, and I think many of us have experienced this year the grace that rescues you, you know, that brings you into redemption. And I was thinking this week about the difference between the children of Israel moving through the Red Sea versus crossing the Jordan River. And there, there's a grace that just move, moves mountains on your behalf to rescue you from your trouble and get you out of Egypt. But the other thing I've learned at Grace Chapel over the years is the grace that is with you when God's calling you to the next courageous thing. Mm. And people who will look at you and give you that opportunity. And you know, when, when the children of Israel were moving into the promised land, the Jordan River did eventually part, but some of them had to get in it first. Yeah. And they stepped out in faith and got in the river, and then they saw God move. And I've learned that here. Mm. That kind of faith that says God's grace show up. Our last Sunday here, 2016, when you guys were praying us out, yeah. you were talking about how you've approached stuff over the years at Grace Chapel. Like, there isn't some grand plan that everybody followed. Right. It was just that prayer of Jesus, give me the grace to do the next thing you're asking me to do. That's right. And p- part of what we're up here talking about as we're sharing stories is um, you know, it's not just about the past. If you've been here for 25 years or just the last 25 minutes, God has something for each of you for the future. That's right. You know, I'm believing for what God's doing in Knoxville because in 1994, four families moved to Leapers Fork, Tennessee. Yep. And now there's lives being touched in Knoxville, in Mexico, in Fairview. Um, and it's God's grace showing up when people were willing to say yes to the next thing. And that, that has changed my life and defined my life. And thank you for that example. Thank you for looking at this 20-year-old kid and believing I could do that.
0: You Love made you. it easy.
4: Hmm. Yeah. I'd like to go back and talk about how it took Rob 10 minutes to find a Bible verse with a table of contents. <laughs> <laughs>
3: He was still was fresh. Hey hey, 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 hey. Bible from Vilma. I was coming off of drugs, all right? My <laughs> mind wasn't fully recovered yet.
4: That's all I have to say about
0: that. <laughs> Ian, tell us about Fairview. We'll, we'll jumble it up here.
4: Yeah, Fairview is, uh, we're watch, watching right now, so I love you guys. Good to see you. Um, it has just been an incredible, uh, it's hard, it's 10 weeks. We're at the 10-week mark today, yeah. so um, but, but a lot longer than that, lots of families uh, went over there with us, starting really in January. We started meeting together in small groups and homes. And, and it has just, uh, it has been the greatest joy of my life, aside from my wife and kids and meeting Jesus, to, yeah. to get to shepherd this community and love on them and to see um, the word community come to life in a different way than I've ever seen it before. Um, the, the, the town is just amazing and has this has a small town feel to it. and um, it's just been an incredible experience to see lives get transformed and people get plugged into to church in, a, in an amazing way. And, and, and you know, I know I'm sitting in a, another community, but it's just, it's the greatest church in the world. There you go.
0: <laughs> God bless you, Fairview. We love you. <laughs> Brian, tell us about Grace Chapel, Navajo, Mexico, real quick.
2: Grace Chapel, Navajo has its property.
0: Yes, yeah. we, Thank were, you. we yeah. secured property for it, yes. good.
2: Thanks to this body, thanks to this body. We have a property. Thank you guys. We have a property and a home and, and, and just the joy, seeing the joy in these believers. So a lot of them have been believers a really long time, but but they're stepping out into faith and community and unity and just seeing what God's doing. It's
0: you know, Shane sh- texted sh- me, text me last it. night from Mexico, mm-hmm. Pastor Shane did, mm-hmm. and he said, Steve, it's unbelievable, he said, I walk into the, the new facility. And he said, I'm seeing the people. And he said, I feel Grace Chapel here. He said, I feel the DNA is in the air. Like Brian has cultivated that and carried that into Mexico and the people are responding to truth and love, to accepting people where they're at, to preaching and teaching the word and just all that stuff. Like he texted me last night just to tell me what a great job you're doing and how excited they are to be in Mexico right now, awesome.
2: You see what he did? He just tried to take the attention off of himself, but that's effective discipleship. <laughs> he discipled me and Jake and these guys, and thank you. Thank, thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you. Um,
1: can you get a little up? Yeah. Um, I'll I'll answer the question you asked a minute ago. <laughs> yeah. Um Grace Chapel, Knoxville, things are exciting there. We're about three and a half years in now. Um, we met in our living room for the first three months, and it, it's funny the cycle of things. I remember being in the school in Hillsboro. I remember the moment when this church now had a school and mm-hmm. its own gym, mm-hmm. and now we're in Knoxville meeting in a local school. Mm-hmm. Um, we gather in the in the cafeteria right now. We'll probably be moving into the gym soon, yeah. and. Life's happening. There's there's life groups forming. You um, know, that's the other thing we're getting to celebrate a lot of the stuff you see up here. But there's a lot of folks who work and serve at Grace Chapel that make a difference. And to be able to to bug Jay, to be able to you know shoot a text to Pastor Jimmy, like help, we're trying to figure out life groups, and to know you have that that relationship, that resource that extends. And so we've got life groups that are that are growing and forming, and it's just been incredible. Um, watching people's lives be changed by Jesus and feeling really, it's funny because internally you feel like you're not ready and you're unprepared, you know, and you feel like scared, like is this gonna work, is it, are we doing the right thing? Like you have those moments of doubt and watching how God just faithfully shows up That's every right. step of the way. That's right. Um, and we've been able to lean on what we were taught here. Yeah. Like we were taught to do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are moments that by faith we've witnessed victories. Um, I remember the first sacrificial offering. That's right. And just being blown away about what God did. But also watching faith over the years when it feels like a defeat. You know, where something happens that you don't understand why, and yet to know, like God, I don't know the answer to this, but I know I can hold on to you and I know what it's like to be a part of a real family of people who love Jesus and we can hold on to each other and get through even the hardest things. And I'm grateful for that, that legacy and I'm grateful that that's something that, that we're able to hold on to and walk out in Knoxville. So, love you guys. Love this church. Mm-hmm.
0: Amen. Rob, what are you doing?
3: <laughs> I, I don't know is a no right answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's still surreal to me. You know, we, my family and I, uh, in 2012, planted a church in Bellingham, Washington, and it's still, I mean, every time I get to fill in for you and jump in and preach here, it's, it's a surreal experience. To think that when I first walked in the room, I was fresh off of heroin, and now somehow, by some miracle of God, That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching from His Word to this wonderful congregation, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a high privilege. Um, the fact that I'm an associate pastor at Grace Chapel, I get to come home and serve this body of believers in whatever way that means, I'm, I'm grateful for it. And I'm grateful to be here, I'm grateful to be home with my family and it's good. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So we've got uh, just about five minutes left, so um, any, any final thoughts? And no is fine, I mean, what you've said is blessed and encouraged all of us, but uh, this is, this is your, your chance, Ian. No pressure. But everyone's looking right now. Are they really? <laughs> Wanting you to say something brilliant that they've never even considered before.
4: I like the build-up. Could you keep going with that, though?
0: <laughs> Let me say it like this, in all seriousness. Second Timothy chapter two, verse two. The apostle Paul said to a young Timothy, "Timothy, here's what I want you to do. I want you to find other faithful men, and pour the word of God into them." so that they in turn can pour the word of God into other people. And I've had the privilege of being able to do that with y'all because I saw faithfulness in you and see faithfulness in you and it, and it hasn't stopped. And so the privilege um, for, for me personally, I know I could speak for the rest of the pastors, is to look at what great investments y'all have been how faithful you've been to follow Jesus, to love him during hard times, and to not
2: quit. That's
0: right. To not quit. That's right. We're not like that. That's right. We're not those that shrink back. We're not those who shrink back. We don't quit. Yeah. We press on, on, onward and upward, and and that's what faithfulness is. Y'all have been faithful, we've poured into you, now you're pouring into others so that they can pour into others. And our best days, our greatest days of growth and opportunity are in front of us. I can't, I can't wait, Brian, until you call and, well, maybe. When you call and say, Steve, we need to raise a bunch of money for a huge new building because so many thousands of people are coming. I can't wait for that day. I can't wait for that day in Fairview when you call and say, Steve, we need help. And I'm gonna say, talk to Jesus.
4: <laughs> well, I was gonna talk to you while we're here. <laughs>
0: I think your tab's about a million dollars already, pal, so.
4: It's family, right? Can't
0: wait. (laughs) Anyway, I just want to say on behalf of the rest of the pastors how profoundly proud of you we are. We're, We're very, very proud of you. We thank God for you, for the work. All right. While you're, while you're standing on your feet, if, if you're comfortable doing this, would you just kinda stick your hands this direction and uh, wanna pray for these men. Pray a blessing over their lives. Now, friends, you know we've got mission projects going around the world from Israel to India to um, the Dominican Republic and Haiti, and. Mexico, more than one location in Mexico, and lots of stuff going on. But these four men, pastors, birthed in this house, raised up in this house, are doing the stuff. And there's great days ahead of them, they need our prayers. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we extend not just our hands, but our hearts towards these faithful men. We thank you for the work of grace that's happened in them up to this point. But God, we're really excited about what you're gonna do with them in the future. We cannot wait to see and to hear the great testimonies, oh God, of all that you've done and are doing in and through their lives. Father, we ask you to bless them, to bless their families, their marriages, their children, oh God. We pray that you would be a hedge of protection around them. Lord, we pray that you would anoint them with power from heaven that would overcome every single obstacle, every single enemy of their soul that would seek to bring destruction, discouragement, and any other foul thing. God, we pray that you would be the lifter of their head in every single circumstance. We pray that their faith would be strong and that it would increase on a regular basis. God, we pray for the anointing that's on their life, the insight that they have in the word, the clarity with which they preach. God, we pray for all of it to be increased in the days and years to come. God, may your spirit fall afresh on these faithful men as they make you famous in their own individual spheres of influence and calling. God, bless them and their families, we pray. God, bless their ministries. Use them in ways, Lord, that they could never have even imagined. Lord, we pray that you would expand their influence and their territory. We commit them into your hands, we pray again, for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit and power upon their life. We thank you for everybody that's sown into them, and we thank you for the. The future god we commit them one more time into your hands pastor ian bless him in fairview pastor brian in navajo mexico bless him pastor jake in knoxville tennessee lord bless him god pastor rob right here in franklin here at the home church god bless him bless them father in jesus wonderful name and god's loving supportive super kind and encouraging toward pastor, people said amen, amen, amen. Can we thank God for being good to us today? Hallelujah. All righty, God bless you guys. Thank you for celebrating with us today. Keep these great men in your prayers. We'll see you soon. If you have to leave, I understand, but you might wanna stick around. God bless you guys.